0: Yeah, great. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us. Now you're from Education Perfect. Uh, you've got a, a background uh, not just in education, but uh, 20 years' experience in in other industries. Just tell me um, your background in education, though.
0: Yeah, I came into education uh, three years ago, so joined Education Perfect. Yeah. Um, it's a te- technology. It's a toolkit essentially for teachers mm-hmm. uh, to use in classroom. Uh, the company originated from New Zealand, but it's actually the uh, the biggest player in this space in Australia. And uh, we're now working in over 50 countries around the world.
1: Fantastic. Now, one of the issues we've been talking about, uh, education in New South Wales, uh, and a story broke just a, a couple of weeks ago that I wanted to get your um, opinion on, gifted students from disadvantaged backgrounds should be able to reach their potential, and that's all thanks to changes to the selection process for opportunity classes and selective high schools. Uh, Look, this has been ongoing. I have spoken on and off to the Education Minister in New South Wales, Sarah Mitchell. Uh, We've discussed how important early learning is. We've talked about teacher shortages. We've talked about online learning and all the rest of it, but I haven't necessarily, Alex, addressed, I guess, some of the uh, the blocks, if you like, and or mm. some of the the stumbling and the hurdle, stumbling blocks and hurdles that uh, kids, I guess, from disadvantaged backgrounds have when it comes to yeah. education. That's why I think this is is a good initiative.
0: Yeah, it's good. You, you, I mean, the article. I mean, obviously, the uh, the government is looking to try and um, help help support uh, students from disadvantaged backgrounds, so socioeconomic, low socioeconomic areas. Yeah. And you know, I think I think allowing students to go into selective schools, I mean there's probably kind of two two main benefits of that or potential benefits of that. One is that those students will be open to far more resources. You know, so so that resources in terms of um, the tech uh, that schools can provide, the books, the support, the teachers um, the support that you get in and out of school as well. Yeah. So that would obviously be an advantage um, for, for poor students. Um, the second area is, is actually around expectations as well. Sure. So when you think about equitable access, um, if if a student goes into um, a selected school that has more resources, often those schools um, set, set the bar higher mm. and there is... Um, there is some sort of um thinking that if a char- if a child is challenged um they tend to um to go further and so with with a different expectation that provides them more opportunity
1: yeah I mean there are many steps in regards to equitable access uh, for education um do we um can we do a lot better in this space do you think
0: yeah i mean there's definitely been you know if you think that there was um, Gonski... A while we're yeah. talking about um, funding in schools yeah right and and at the moment there's there, there's probably a disparity with that in that there is um, you know government state schools that are getting funding um mm-hmm. but there are also private selective schools that are getting that funding as well um and and with that then there's 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 definitely Probably areas low like socioeconomic schools that maybe not be getting as much funding as they could do. Sure. Um, and and with that, that does create a bit of disparity. Um, you know, and same with you know opportunities around getting devices, opportunities of getting quality teachers. Obviously, that is going to um, differ school school to school.
1: I mean, look. Obviously, a student's academic potential shouldn't be determined by where they live, their background, or their disability. That's according to the state government and the education minister. I mean, if you're looking at Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander uh, students, for instance, it'll be great that they can, from next year, 2023, perhaps gain more places in selective schools and opportunity classes.
0: Yeah, I think that's the that's that that is the opportunity to create that. Uh, yeah. Level playing field. And as I said, you know, I think allowing those students more opportunity through the additional resources that they'll get, um, the additional support they'll get from those schools, that, 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 that will create more of an opportunity for a level playing field.
1: How uh, how bad is teacher workload at the moment? Um, uh, just before I suppose we correlate that with uh, with equitable access, but uh, that's one thing I hear constantly from from listeners who are in the education uh, system. You know, and that's obviously why we've had a lot of industrial action in New South Wales, in particular, in the last uh, year or two. Uh, teacher workload. It's it's you know it is a bit of a, a problem, um, and look, they've asked for more money, and there's been issues with the government there, and and on it goes. But just putting the industrial, <laughs> uh, relations yeah. side of it, uh, just to the yeah, side for the moment.
0: Yeah, there is there's definitely there's definitely a lot of feedback from teachers saying you know that they don't get enough time. It'd be good for them to free up more time, mm. and absolutely, it would provide more opportunity. But I think. The most important thing, though, is what they will do when they're freed up with time. So I think in in that respect, if a teacher is given a bit more time to, um, for example, invest specifically in the class, um, think about the different levels of the students and dedicate more time within schools um, with those students, yeah. that would obviously have a, uh, a benefit um, um, from freeing up that time. Um, but it doesn't necessarily always go like that. You know, they may be spending more time in other areas and I think there is a lot of opportunity to free up.
1: Okay, welcome back. Marcus Paul in the morning around Australia here on the iHeartRadio platform on TuneIn and our podcast. Alex Burke is my guest this morning as we continue our discussion about education. Now, Alex is the Chief Executive Officer of Education Perfect. He's based in... The land of the long white cloud. <laughs> hey, Marcus. Hey, mate. Now, just on the New Zealand system, are there correlations with Australia?
0: Yeah, very similar. Okay. So, very similar in terms of um, funding models, very similar in terms of school structures. Yeah. yeah absolutely.
1: All right, we just touched previously on teacher workload. I mentioned that the feedback that I get from, from many within the education system is that they're overwhelmed with administrative tasks. Uh, and if we're talking about equitable access and allowing uh, students from you know, disadvantaged backgrounds to come in under this new system next year in New South Wales uh, to take advantage of selective schools and selective classes, um hopefully, the education minister will will look into some of the concerns from teachers who say, well, that's this is all great, but where am I going to find the time?
0: Yeah, I think there's, there's absolutely still when when we're talking to schools that we're working with and teachers, there's still um, just due to you know lack of teachers, the disruption um with with kids and students, uh, teachers sort of being ill at different times. Um, there's still a lot of stress. There's still a lot of disruption within schools. And I think in and around that, then, you know, time and quality time becomes even harder. Mm. And so um, it's definitely more of a challenge trying to free teachers up time to do quality teaching.
1: How important is tech here? I mean, obviously, education, perfect. Uh, you revolutionise uh, the future learning for schools. You Your, your platform integrates smart technology. Uh, and all the rest of it, but how important is technology going forward in the education space?
0: Yeah, I see quite a few opportunities. I mean, I'm still you know fairly new to education. I've been in in education perfect now for for three years, but I've yeah. worked in technology for over twenty. Mm-hmm. And I think you know one one thing um, is definitely around administration tasks. so a lot of a lot of schools are still using. Uh, technology that's very old, right. or still sort of paper-based or print-based systems. Mm-hmm. There's lots of ways that technology can, you know, simplify tasks, uh, make your filing easier. Um, in the classroom, they can auto-mark, so save all that time having to go through things. So, so one tech technology can make a school and a classroom and a teacher way more effective with yeah. kind of how their time is and and how they're they're being productive, so I think that that for me always feels like the baseline. And there's lots of opportunity where technology could help uh, solve uh, pain points um, within schools. Um, the other area, and I think when you look at industries more broadly, there's a massive opportunity around the adoption and use of data. Yep. So within classroom, yeah, you know, there isn't a huge amount of continuity. You know, you're, you're going to get some amazing teachers. But that doesn't necessarily scale. Mm. Um, but if you could utilize data more, there's all, all so many opportunities to understand where a student uh, you know is currently progressing, where they are, um, that could allow you to then do intervention strategies, you know to help them if they're a little bit behind, but also maybe push them further, you know if they have some opportunities. And the bigger picture is is actually using that data to um, go back to government. Right, and start mm-hmm. to spot trends and um, start to think about where, where they may be able to invest time to really transform education. And that comes from data, and ultimately data comes from technology.
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there are so many different ways to correlate all, I mean, we do it in in other areas, you know, obviously in your background, you've been in retail, you've worked with airlines, you've worked in a number of other industries. I mean, of course, it should also work in, in you know, insofar as educating our children's concerned. Yes. I, hear, I hear it all the time, uh, even from some politicians, how important empirical data is and, and how we should be yes. using this data uh, to get, um, well, not only increases in productivity, but better results overall, um, you know, and and in this instance, the better results that we're after are, <laughs> is a part of our future. It's It's within... Our grasp to ensure that students receive the best possible education that they can, because after all they're they're the leaders of tomorrow I don't think there's too much more important than educating our children
0: that's right and that and, and that is that is an un, untapped opportunity so at the moment you know the use of data to just understand where students are at mm. and think about how to come up with strategies which we, which could be both right it could be uh, um, sort of in-person sessions, one-to-one sessions, it might be going and focusing on particular areas of, of the topic to understand and get more of those fundamentals. All of those things can be driven, all of that decision-making could be driven from data.
1: Yeah. Well, Alex, it's been fascinating talking to you. Can people go online to to read any of, uh, of perhaps some articles that you've written or Education Perfect, the website, they can get some information off there?
0: Yeah, so we're we're now you know in Australia we're over three thousand schools now in Australia. Yeah, um, you can do a general search on education perfect mm-hmm. um, the website the web material. We're typically you know selling our product to uh, t- to schools and to teachers, um, but we also now have a, a homeschooling product, uh, right. so so parents can go in as well. So if they want to um, think about how they can you know, boost their child, they can use our product to help understand where their child is and we can offer Fantastic. pathways to um understand a topic more more Wonderful. comprehensively
1: all right uh, great to talk to you um we will catch up again soon i'm sure thanks marcus it's my pleasure thanks, from Mike. education perfect alex burke on the program